Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. All right, would you open your Bibles to one verse of Scripture in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter number 4. In verse 19, Philippians 4, 19, My God shall supply all your need. Everybody say, all your need. According to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I want to preach on the subject, It all belongs to Him. It all belongs to Him. Amen. Like my wife was saying, if we just remember that it all belongs to Him, we're going to be okay. Amen. When we don't need to worry about where is it coming from, God? Where am I going to get this situation? Where am I going to get this answer? It all belongs to Him. Amen. And even though some things seem out of control, he has control over everything. And he can, he can move things around and do things in a moment's notice for His people. Amen. Now let's worship the Lord before you're seated. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We appreciate you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, so much, God. Have your way today. And your word is blessed and anointed. God bless you. You may be seated. You know, in these times that we're living in, when a dollar doesn't go very far, when the price of gas and food and daily necessities are skyrocketing and about everything else, and it just seems like it's just keeping on going, when making ends meet is so much more challenging than uh, in you know recent memory, our human nature tends to focus on these pressing needs more than anything else in our life because it's right in our face, you know, what, what we're going to do, how we're going to provide for ourselves and our families, how we're going to, you know, uh, uh, work and do things or whatever. And it just tends to come right up in our face. And that seems tends to be our focus sometimes. And, and it doesn't need to be as children of God because God gave us some very encouraging words in his word to let us know that it all belongs to him and He's going to take care of His children. Amen. Praise God. Jesus gave us some encouraging words in the book of Matthew regarding this very thing. In chapter 6, verse 25, He said, Therefore I say unto you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? He's taking care of the billions and trillions of birds, however many of those are. He's making sure they're getting fed. Are you not more valuable than they? He said it in another place even more emphatically, Matthew 10, 31. Do not fear, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. And since his eye is on the sparrow, 
I know he's watching over me. Amen. I know he sees your need. I know he'll take care of us. Amen. We were created in his likeness. We were created in his image. And when we're born again and we become a child of the king and we begin to walk with God and we're a part of the family of God, he watches over us like nobody else in this world. Amen. His eye is on the righteous and his ear is inclined to their cry. Praise God. Jesus went on to say in Matthew 6, 28, So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? Amen. Let's keep our faith in God, folks. When it comes to our daily needs, God has his eye on his children. He will help us. He will be there because it all belongs to him. Amen. Therefore, do not worry, verse 31, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. That's talking about people that aren't walking with God. Amen. For your heavenly Father knows you need all these things. But he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Praise God. Amen. Our priority is our spiritual man. Our priority is give us this day our daily bread. And amen. Our daily bread is not just what we eat. Praise God. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. We've got to feed our spiritual man. We've got to drink the water of life in the spirit of God. Amen. we got to be clothed with holiness and righteousness, clothed with the power of God in our lives. Amen. And when we seek that first, amen, seek the manna from heaven. Seek the water of life. Seek to be clothed, amen, with the robe of righteousness. Then God's going to give us the real, regular, natural food, the natural water, the natural clothing. And all of our providence. So we got to put God first in our lives. He'll take care of these things. Amen. Putting God first in my life means He's first in my time, He's first in my talent, and He's first in my treasure. Amen. God created heaven and earth and all that's therein. So let's turn our worry into faith and trust Him to meet our needs. And why? Because when it's all said and done, Everything belongs to Him. He owns it all and it belongs to Him. And He will do with it what He sees fit. He will do with it what He pleases. Amen. And you know what? It pleases Him. Amen. To help provide for His people. Let me give you some Bible to encourage you about this subject. Job 41.11 Everything under heaven is mine, says God. Psalm 24.1 the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. I believe Jess had that verse last week. And the world and, and the world and all that dwell therein. So the earth belongs to God and the fullness of that world. Amen. And they that dwell therein. That, that's us. Amen. 
Haggai 2.8, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise God. God knows where the gold is hasn't even been dug up yet. God knows where the silver is hasn't even been dug up yet. Amen. And he'll, he'll go get it and bring it and give some of it to us to help us in our daily needs. Psalm 50 verse 10, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the mountains. Amen. You talk about a God that knows it all. He knows all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine and all its fullness. Amen. Amen. So God doesn't, hey, you know, if you got to feed your God, then you better switch gods. Praise God. Amen. If you got to take your God and move him around and polish him up and do maintenance on him, amen, like he's a car battery or, you know, the, the ball joints, you know, the wheel bearings or something, you got to switch gods. Amen. I don't want a God that I got to take care of. I want a God that takes care of me. I want a God that's Alpha and Omega, beginning and ending. Amen. Almighty, omnipotent, omniscient. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not present. Hallelujah. I love that. If I were hungry, I wouldn't tell you. For the world is mine and all. I'll just go get a big, you know. I'll make a big old fish on a plate and I'll eat it right there. I don't need anybody's help. Praise God. I love that verse. So the God that owns it all has always provided for his people. You know, when the Jews left out of Egypt back in the Old Testament in Exodus, it is estimated that over 2 million people left of God's people. Amen. For when they numbered, when, when they had to fight some wars, you know, the Israelites fought some wars in the wilderness. When they were then 40 years before they got to the promised land, they had to fight some wars before they got there. And there was a time early on when they first got in there that God had uh, Moses number all the men that were from 20 to 40 years old, about the fighting age. And there was 600,000 men that were 20 to 40 years old. And when they, the experts extrapolate that out, adding the, the, the kids that are under 20, the people that are over 40, and, their, and those men's wives, and all the kids, they estimated to 2 to 3 million people left out of Egypt and crossed the Red Sea and went into a wilderness time, amen, where they were getting the commandments, they were learning all kinds of things, they, just, they messed up a little bit here and there, extended the time to 40 years, amen, but let me tell you something, during those 40 years, God was with them, and God provided, He provided, amen, water, amen, He provided food, Food came from heaven, manna from heaven. He, he brought quails in one time because they wanted meat and they got it. To, amen. Even their clothes grew with their bodies and their shoes grew with their feet. Boy, I'd like to have a patent on that when my kids were growing up. <laughs> Praise God. You had to buy shoes like every six months for a while. You know, those gross spurts and the other oh, these shoes are donate, donate, donate. Somebody else. Amen. Their shoes grew with their feet. Their clothes grew with their body in the wilderness because God is a provider and it all belongs to Him. Amen. When I read about the story of Elijah, you know, he, he came and God told him, I want you to proclaim the famine. 
He proclaimed a famine in the land of Samaria because of the wickedness of, of the king and all the, the land that they had gone away from God. And so he proclaimed a famine and he was right in the middle of the famine that he proclaimed. Amen. But God told him, he goes, I'm going to take care of you. You proclaim this famine, but this famine is not for you to be punished by. It's for these other people. So in the midst of the famine, I'm going to take care of you, Elijah, because you're my prophet. Amen. And he told him, go over to the brook Kidron and you stay right there and you drink of the brook and I've got ravens that will come in the morning and the evening. Amen. And drop food to you. So, you know, Meals on Wheels, it was Meals on Wings program. Amen. And these, these, these ravens are coming, dropping food in the morning and dropping food in the evening. Amen. To feed Elijah. And he drank of the brook. But then the brook dried up because the famine went for, uh, you know, some time. And even the brook dried up. But then God said, okay, amen. You're still going to be okay, Elijah. You need to just go over to this widow woman's house. And uh, she's not in good shape right now. But you go over there and you, you, uh, you stay with her. And I will feed, she will feed you and she'll get, I'll take care of her and you and everybody. And so he went to the woman's house and she was barely hanging on. Amen. And about ready to have her last meal with her only son. And they were going to just sit down and die because they had no help. Nobody had any food. And then God worked a miracle. And as long as he was with that woman at that house, amen, the little bit of meal that she had, a little bit of flour in the little container and the little bit of oil that she had, amen, they just kept pouring out and scooping out. And every time they'd make a scoop, something would fill back up and they'd pour and it would fill back up. And during that whole famine, they were able to eat and drink because it all belongs to him. When thousands of people were hungry during the time of Jesus, after they, he, they were out in the, way far from the town listening to him preach and teach, amen, God provided a lot of loaves and a lot of fishes just from a little boy's lunch. And when Peter needed to pay his taxes, amen, God told Jesus, I mean, Jesus told Peter, go take a fishing pole and put it in the water and the first fish you catch is going to have a piece of money in his mouth that's going to pay the taxes not only for you, but for me also. Amen. God knows where it's all out at and when it's at. What are the chances that you throw the line in the water and the first fish you catch has a coin that's enough to pay two people's taxes? Oh, wow, what a coincidence. What a lucky break. Oh, no. Amen. It all belongs to him. He knows where it's all at. He's taking care of his people. When Jesus needs transportation into the city of Jerusalem, his triumphal entry, God provided a donkey for him. Amen. And when the apostles needed a place to observe the Passover, amen, God provided the upper room fully furnished for them. Amen. And even when Jesus died on the cross, God provided a tomb for him, albeit it was temporarily needed, only three days and three nights. He provided a tomb for him. Because my Bible said every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. Amen. Every good gift and every perfect comes down from the Father of lights. So what do you need? God, God has the perfect gift. God has the good things for us. 
Amen. So our text verse says, My God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He'll supply all your need. Amen. I like that word all in the Bible. Amen. That means there's nothing. That means I can, well, I don't know about this. No, it's under all. Amen. Look up the definition of all and everything that you're going through, everything that you need, everything that you, uh, you know, have, have a need of right now, it's in that definition of all. Praise God. God knows where everything is. He knows who has what and when, and He knows who needs it and when they need it. Amen. I, I was at a minister's conference. You know, I remember I used to go every January uh, uh, to uh, Louisiana for a minister's conference, and there was a young preacher that uh, I had never heard, and he hadn't preached that, that year. And uh, he came from humble beginnings, and he was telling a story about how him and all of his siblings were raised in a little broken-down trailer uh, in the South, and, and his mom was uh, raising the kids by herself, and she couldn't, you know, hard to find work. They, they didn't even make, they, they couldn't even make ends meet. Uh, you know, sometimes they went hungry, sometimes they just had a little bit uh, to eat, and, you know, these kids, but the mom was you know, uh, you know, trying to serve God the best she could. She was a praying woman, he said. And uh, he said, I'll never forget the day. He goes, I was about seven or eight years old. And he said, my mom said, okay, let's go to the grocery store. And I was thinking to myself, even at seven or eight, he goes, I know she hasn't, doesn't have any money and we don't have any credit cards or anything. And we're going to go to the grocery store. And so in my little mind, I'm thinking to my mom, like, mom, what are we doing? Why are we going? I was talking to her and telling her, and she said, you know, God said he's going to provide. He said he told me to go today at this time. And so he's going, no, Mom, no. This is going to be embarrassing. This is going to be, what is it? So she just went to the grocery store, and she pushed that cart all around that store, and she filled it up with groceries. And then he was just like, oh, my goodness. Let's keep shopping. Let's keep shopping. Do not go to the register. Do not go there because he knew that was where it's going to, the rubber's going to meet the road. Somebody, some poor box boy is going to have to put all these groceries back where they belong because this is going to be embarrassing. This is what the seven or eight, you know, this is what he's preaching. He's telling the story to all of us. And they get up to the register and they scan it all, scan it all through. Amen. And uh, I think that was before the scanners. That's how long ago it was. Amen. So me and remember what's you know, so that's even worse to have to re-scan re all that stuff. And then it got all bagged up. And then finally, the, the cash register person said, okay, it's going to be such and such amount, you know. And, and he was like, his heart was beating out of his chest. Oh, my goodness, what's going to happen? And a man that had been two, uh, two or three people in front of her in line, he had already gone outside um, because he had checked out and they were checking this whole thing. He came back in and he looked at the register and said, how much is that? And the lady said, it's this much. And he gave the register lady the money and said, God told me to be here at this time because you were going to be here at this time. 
because it all belongs to him and he knows where it is and who has it and who needs it and when they need it. Amen. You know, uh, I got the old heave-ho for my job. It's a nice way of saying it. I got the old, you know, the old heave-ho for my job. I got laid off in 2011. And uh, after being there 25 years, um, just a bunch of corporate layoffs and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'll never forget that there was somebody that was really close to me uh, that knew I was laid off, but didn't know the whole exact situation or whatever. And uh, he, I will never forget, he sent me a check um, in the mail uh, that just was what we needed for that particular time in our situation, our finances. And it was such a blessing that I just thought to myself, you know, someday I just hope I could do something to bless him back. Well, uh, you know, later on, you know, some years later, I found out that he got the heave hole and uh, he, him and his family were going through it. And I didn't know any particulars, but I just told my wife, I said, you know, I really feel to send him a check for this amount. Amen. And we mailed the check in a little little card saying we're thinking about you, praying for you and hope, hope this is a blessing and hope, you know, think you get back on your feet soon or whatever. And him and his wife were uh, uh, out and about, and then they got home and they got the card, and they, you know, they picked up the mail, and then they had to run back into the car, and they were uh, going about town, and they decided, you know, one of them to open the card while they were driving around doing errands, and they called me on speaker, and they couldn't believe it. They were crying, you know, he was crying. They were, they were just so thankful, and they said the amount that you sent. Amen. It was exactly what we needed to pay t this particular bill that was really pressing and would have really made trouble for us. It was down to the penny. Amen. And it was just, I just, you know, felt that God wanted me to send. And he felt that God wanted him to send that. So you see, it's just God knows. Amen. And you don't know where it's coming from. Amen. It's coming from God, but God uses all kinds of methods and he uses all kinds of people. Amen. And that's why we don't want to put God in a box and say, this is the only way he's going to move in my life or bless me. No, no. You just let the sky be the limit and say, God, however you want to do it. Thank you, Jesus. Because it all belongs to you. And you know the timing and you know everything. King David was one of the greatest Bible characters. He was, he was referred to in the, in the book of Acts and we're looking back at him as the man after God's own heart. Very special relationship that David had with God. And David wrote uh, many of the Psalms in the book of Psalms. And in chapter 37, verse 25, he was reflecting back on his life and he said, when I was, I, he goes, I was young and now I am old, yet I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Amen. Praise God. So that's a big statement from somebody 
that lived a good long life and he looked back after serving God all those years and he said, you know what? I've seen a lot of people forsaken, amen, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen God's people forsaken, amen, and I've never seen their, their righteousness children begging for bread because it all belongs to Him. Would you stand with me? Amen. Praise God. So let's put Him first in our lives and put our whole trust in His awesome ability to supply all our needs according to His riches in glory. Amen. Amen. That's a comforting thought. I know sometimes it can get down to the wire. Sometimes you'd be like that young man when he was with his mom at the grocery store, thinking, oh my goodness, how's this going to work out? God knows. Amen. He said, I had a praying mom, and she knew the voice of God. And that's what we need. And we need to just be praying people, and we need to know the voice of God. Amen. And he won't steer us wrong. That voice won't lead us all off the cliff. That voice won't lead us into a ditch. That voice won't lead us into, amen, terrible things. That voice will lead us into his perfect will. And his perfect will, sometimes there's trials and tribulations. Sometimes there's tests. Sometimes there's things we go through that we don't understand. But you know what? God is going to see us through our needs because it all belongs to Him. And I, 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 I kind of talked a little bit more about physical things, but that, that, that includes our mental health. That includes our emotional health. That includes our, our healing in our bodies. Amen. It all belongs to Him. And He will touch people. He will put people in our lives. He will do great things. Amen. Let's just have faith and believe that all things are possible to Him man whom we serve. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God is amazing. He, yes, he's just he so is. amazing. Amen. Um, before church was had begun and I was in a little bit of time of prayer. Amen. Praise God. And God brought this these few verses to mind when I was praying. And then after the preaching that pastor gave and just seeing how everything connects. I mean, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He brought me to those scriptures about when, um, amen, when the Samaritan woman was going to get water from the well, amen, and she came across Jesus, praise God, and hallelujah, praise God, and he asked her for water, amen, and she was confused because she's like, I'm a Samaritan woman, you're asking me water, and you're a Jew, and he, he told her, if you knew who I was, you would have asked me for water. Amen. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I feel like God has brought that example to my mind. Thank amen. You, because yes. maybe sometimes, amen, where <laughs> we have needs. She had a need. She's going with need for water. She's going to the well because she has that need for water. Amen. Praise God. But she didn't know who Jesus was, so she didn't ask him to begin with. And he's like, if you had asked me, I would have given you living water. Yes. Amen. Jesus. Praise God. Because this water, Jesus. you're going to thirst again. Amen. Yes. But the water I give you, you will never thirst. Yes. Amen. Thank Praise you, God. Thank, Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. God is so good. Amen. And then I just feel like God speaking into my spirit. Amen. Don't come so close to me. Amen. And not know who I am and not ask me for the water that I can give. Amen. That's eternal. Amen. That will fulfill all your needs. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God is so good. Amen. He fulfills all our needs. We have to remember that. Amen. That he is the only one that holds everything in his hands. Everything in this world. Amen. As pastor was preaching. And I just thought, wow. Wow, God is so good. His word is beautiful. I mean, I had never seen it in that way. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let us pray. Amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.